chip on the floor, man. Some neighbors are saying way too loud. Welcome in, everybody, to a brand new episode of the world-famous Loose Lugnuts podcast, the NASCAR podcast for the average fan. I'm Evan Roberts, joined alongside Thomas Dick. Thomas, we were in Daytona. We wrapped up the regular season uh, in the Cup Series, and then we had an Xfinity race on Friday and Saturday. Uh, but you got something you want to get off your chest. You know, as the commercial said, you know, it, it all comes down to this, like this race. Uh, it, it, the cup race was the most important race of the year and uh, one of the biggest metropolises in America cannot watch it. It was really sad. Like it, it got my, like I'm in a dander right now. I'm a little irritated. I have not been this upset since, uh, I don't know if you know this, I went to Georgia Southern for graduate school and the uh, the one year I'm going to watch the NCAA tournament saturday afternoon you know beautiful day to to sit in the house and watch basketball all day the local station did not show the ncaa tournament because the savannah st patrick's day parade was being shown live and like i don't know if you know this but savannah is like 50 miles from statesboro like if i wanted to see the damn parade i would go see it if I wanted to see the Houston Texans football game where no good players play because it's a shit third preseason game, I would drive to that town and probably get a freaking boot on my car and watch the game. So for those unaware, the in the at least in the Bryan College Station area, I'm assuming. And, and Waco, Waco. And I Thank think you. Houston, I'd have to check because it was on NBC, like it was NBC package deal. So I have to believe it was on the NBC in Houston also. I don't yeah. know for sure, but I know I get my YouTube stream out of Waco. And they did not show the NASCAR race. They showed a preseason game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Houston Texans. So we had and you couldn't get you couldn't get like like I, I signed up for Peacock. I couldn't watch it. And then like NBC Sports through YouTube, you should be able to watch NASCAR stuff. Keep saying, no, you can't watch it. And then the one time I actually got it, actually, I'm bitch about this now. We'll bitch about, let's start the Xfinity so I can bitch about trying to watch that race. All right. So let's go ahead and get started with the, this started on Friday night, stage one. Uh, AJ Allmendinger, Noah Gregson, Justin Allgaier, Brandon Jones, and Harrison Burton are out. Uh, early duking it out and then we get our first action on lap eight as brandon jones has debris on the grill he's got hella steam coming out and this is bad news because it's a brand new race car yeah they said it was a brand new race car i don't know when the last time i got an iphone there's like this little tear off sheet on the screen like maybe they had that on the grill and forgot to take it off but uh yeah, it just seemed odd. And like the steam's coming out the thingy. It looks like uh, you ever see the first Mickey Mouse cartoon with uh, Steamboat Willie and the no. steam's coming out of, well, that's coming out of Brandon Jones's car. And they're like, they got a pit. They got a pit and they didn't pit. And this is at lap eight, eight and the competition caution is until supposed to be 15. I think they didn't throw it to like 17, 16, 17, 16. So, and this right. is where like, I'm going to bitch about the other part, but uh, oh, hold on, let me finish. So Brandon Jones finally pits on lap 10, but it is too late. His engine is blown. He's done for the day competition. But we don't know that. Cause he comes back on, on the track. 
he tries to run again. Yeah. And, but then, I cannot watch this because I'm I'm pulling up the replay of the Xfinity morning because YouTube doesn't for some reason doesn't have it. So YouTube doesn't have it. So the only place I can get it's NBC Sports. They're like what we should do for our podcast is do like NBC streaming service. And after 10 minutes, it like stalls out and then it's spinny wheels and then it shoots you back to the effing beginning. So on this podcast, I just want you to play the first 10 minutes over and over and over again. So it'll be like a goddamn NBC freaking sports stream. Like, so I, I haven't seen the last eight laps of Friday. Yeah. So they did throw the competition caution out at lap 16. Then weather brings out the red flag at lap 19. We are done for the day. So we transition into Saturday. After uh, we got to watch the 2001 Daytona or Daytona summer race. Yeah. We showed that. And it was pretty cool. I got to see that part. <laughs> it was pretty cool because you had Dale in there and you had Jeff Burton, who was also near the head of the field in that race. Uh, just talking about it so that was pretty cool to, to experience that so i'm done bitching for now until we get to the uh, cup race because this right. xfinity race was awesome yeah the xfinity race was awesome we got started saturday around 11 30 we restarted on lap 22 aj allmendinger uh takes a lead early on he gets a push from austin Cindric on the outside lane and then this is where we start to see the college cars really dominate yeah i mean uh Almondinger, Haley, Jeb, I'm just going to say Jeb so we don't get the Burtons mixed up. Uh, we're one, two, and four as we uh, have uh, five laps to go in stage one. Uh, four laps to go. Sindrick gets a bad push from Myatt Snyder. He's involved in a wreck. It takes out Sindrick. Snyder gets away with minimum damage, even though it was just awful. Michael and that, oh, my God, his playoff chances just – continue to spiral in like to, uh, this this slow death spiral in your watch you're like oh michael and you're trying to stop it and it's not stopping he's just and then daniel hemrick also damaged uh yeah so for the second streak week austin Cindric is out early he was pretty pissed off uh over his radio and in a post uh out of once he got out of the medical care center and as you mentioned a huge blow for uh, Mike Lynette and his playoff chances. So the stage ends under yellow. It is Justin Haley, AJ Allmendinger, Jeb, Christopher Bell, and Brett Moffitt. Colleague, one, two, three. Yeah, baby. And uh, Justin Haley, somebody predicted him to win. So we're yeah. looking pretty good. As we get uh, through stage two during the pit stops after the uh, uh, stage ended, Colleague, all the Colleague cars do four tire changes, while Junior Motorsports and others do no tire changes. Uh, some didn't pit at all, but then uh, once we restart on lap 34, Brandon Brown and Riley Herbst are out front jostling for the lead, and then uh, we get a debris caution as Michael Annette, playoff chances blowing up in his face. He shreds a tire on lap 36. Yeah, it uh, it was it looked like when the cheese factory exploded, debris was everywhere. <laughs> then so we get it because Bree's a cheese. I get it. Uh, lap 40, we restart. Teammates chase Briscoe and Riley Herbs out front. Briscoe lets Herbs out in front on the restart. Uh, Brandon Brown trying to battle in the bottom line, uh, but that's pretty weak and something that we'll see uh, for a while. Yeah, most of the day, the bottom line. It, it, I don't know that it was weak. It was 
No like, one wanted to do it. It was just four car, Yeah, four cars would commit to it, and then someone would bail. Like, yeah. once they got a lot of cars down there, it was working. But, yeah, it will see uh, Junior Motorsports will bail on their own guys a couple times down below. There's what, oh, my God, I'm bleeding. Yeah, so on lap 45, Colleague and Junior Motorsports get behind Brown, push him to the front. Lap 46, we see Almondinger sling, slingshots by uh, Justin Allgaier. Yep, and then uh, the 90, he brings out a caution. Yes, he's a, and he's got some news. He's joining up with the Tommy Joe Martins to form Alpha Prime Racing. That news came out. We'll talk more about that on Friday, but, you know, we just want to let you know we're on the cutting edge. Um, yeah, uh, the right tail pulled off when he thought he was clear of Blaine Perkins, but he wasn't clear. Yeah, and his car got shredded. The whole right side of his car basically came off. Well, yeah, and it's funny because he, uh, I think that that's the one. No, the other, the, yeah, that's the one where he comes on over the walkie talkie and he's like, yeah, uh, the 23 car ran into me. It's like, <laughs> no, the 23 car was there and yeah. you thought you were clear, kind of bleeding. Um, so I'll have uh, 53 restart. Brown's on the inside, Herbs on the outside. Brown gets out in front, and then he's passed by Sam Meyer a lap later. And then uh, on that same lap, lap 54, the colleagues help Jeb Burton into the lead, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. on the broadcast marvels at how good the colleague team is racing together. Yeah, he gets to comment on that as he earlier in the race, he I think he watched Gregson bail out on Allgaier. And then all got a return to favor, or maybe it was a net, one of those two. Gregson bailed on them, and then a couple later, the laps later, they bailed on uh, him. So, yeah, he's got to be up there. <laughs> like, he can't say it, but he's got to be like, why aren't my drivers, like, working together like colleagues? But then later on in the race, he talks, Sam Meyer let Gregson in. And he says, yeah, like, like, if I was a driver, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're a team owner. <laughs> like, you should, like, I don't, yeah. He's got to work on the team owner side, yeah. especially if he's going to move up the cup. Well, then uh, Brandon Brown, who's leading on lap 56, he runs out of gas. He's barely able to make How? it into his pit. <laughs> and uh, so he's in a little bit of trouble. Slower pit stop, but he's able to get back out on the track. Colleague finishes one, two, three again with Jeb Burton winning the stage, followed by AJ Allmendinger, Justin Haley, Riley Herbst, and Christopher Bell. Yeah, that pretty much torpedoed Brandon Brown's uh, playoff chances. Like, how do you run out of gas there? Like, yeah. in uh, pit reporter guy said that his crew chief said they didn't have enough gas, like the night before, said they weren't going to have enough gas to finish. Yeah. And then they, yeah, then they're like, well, multiple factors may have changed it. It's like, well, did it? Just such a bad way to go out uh, after he was running out front most of the race. Uh, let's go to the final stage, which was yeah. awesome. No, Gregson's on the inside. Christopher Bell is on the outside to restart. And it takes Gregson about three laps to take the lead and hold on to it. And this is where we start to see the no inside lane, everybody up on the outside. And then we get a yellow on lap 73. Yeah, Colin Garrett in the sweet-ass stillhouse number 26 spins out. He gets stuck in the grass. Um, Gregson uses this pit uh, 
or uses the yellow flag to uh, I thought he was going to hit the pit the yeah, pace car pace car he uses the pace car I put pit car that's not even that doesn't make sense I watched too much live PD with the pit maneuvers from the cars uh, but yeah he used the uh, the pace car to get the debris off the grill otherwise he might have met the same fate as Brandon Jones did the night before yeah. And then we restart with 23 to go. Gregson up top, Bell down below, and we have the Burton cousins pushing both of them. And then they get three wide, and Bell gets the precarious lead. Yeah, Bell has a precarious lead, but uh, and then it goes to single file, and um, his lead's pretty safe at that point. But then 18 <laughs> laps to go. Number 90, Cesar Baccarelli. I don't know if you know this. He's joining forces with Tommy Joe Martins to form Alpha Prime. Um, but uh, he spins out. He got plucked more than uh, more times in the Rosa Trilly. He takes out poor Maddie Mills and uh, Jay. Don't call me Joe Buford, which both announcers got correct this time. So oh, maybe they're listening. Only took twenty something races. Yeah, and then uh, restart with fourteen to go. Jeb Burton and Allgaier are both calling in um, with electrical issues. Then Bell's on the outside. Jeb is on the inside with thirteen to go. And Bell gets clear of Burton as he gets a push from Justin Allgaier. And then no inside uh, lane again with 10 to go. But this is where things really start to get interesting and where this is where I really loved it. Um, uh, Chris Rice, the, uh, he works with Colleg Racing. He goes over the radio and just says, plan, plan, plan with 10 to go. And we suspect that might be a little pregame plan that they have. Yeah, I feel like that was code for something. Yeah. Like, normally you don't say plan, so I'm thinking they had a plan. I'm wondering if junior motorsports racers had a plan, because college racers had a plan. Yeah, so it would be interesting to see what they do. Six to go, Sam Meyer tries to get uh, to the inside to go, but once again, his teammates bail out on him. And then five to go, uh, the colleagues are in third, fifth, and sixth, and this is where they make their move. Yeah, um, it's funny, because it happens just as Jeff Burton says, you don't want to make that move right now because you'll pull some other cars with you. What happens? And then, uh, so the move was Jeb Burton getting out in line first and then Almondinger and Justin Haley sandwiching him. They get a run going to get behind the leader and shuffle Allgaier and Meyer out. And then the three fly by Bell on the inside with four to go. Yeah. And then uh, Junior Motorsports trying to get that inside lane going again with two to go. They finally form up a little bit. And they line up behind Harrison Burton and Christopher Bell. Um, so what we got as we come to the white flag, we got Almondinger leading three uh, college cars up top. And we have uh, Harrison Burton and Christopher Bell down below with the uh, junior motorsports cars behind them. It's going to be a real shootout to the end. Yeah, so they go down the back stretch. The colleagues are three wide. We pretty much expect a college car will win. Haley has, Justin Haley has the momentum on the outside. Uh, Allgaier second, or Almondinger second, Allgaier third, and Jeb Burton fourth, Daniel Hemrick fifth. So college goes one, two, four after going one, two, three in stages one and two. Yeah. And uh, Junior has to admire the other team working together while his mercenaries mercenary to third eighth and 12th and what's interesting about the last lap you got the two lanes if they stay too wide there's a chance that someone slingshots a win but once the college cars went to three wide yeah. there was like nowhere anyone can go 
without causing a crash. So a colored car was going to win at that point. Yeah. So that might have been the like when they said plan, plan, plan. Like two plans might have been too wide. Three plans might have been three wide. I'm thinking like I'm trying to break the code. Yeah, it was amazing to see. And uh, somebody picked Justin Haley to win this race. They did. I'm going to be silent so you could drop in a sound bit. Yeah, it was me that picked him. And what a photo op. Like, if you're a photographer and you like shooting sunsets, the only thing better than a great sunset would be three college cars just hauling ass at you. At Daytona. At Daytona. Yeah. Uh, great day for photographers all over the world. <laughs> a great day for Riley Herbst. He finished 12th, collects 34 points to stretch out his uh, points lead over Annette. Bad, bad day for Michael Annette and Brandon Brown. Yeah, and that was involved in those crashes. He finishes 30th, only gets seven points, just plummeting. Brandon Brown ran out of gas, finishes three laps back, 34th. He gets even less points uh he gets five points despite leading nine laps in the race running up front and some of our uh, favorites J- jj yelly and david Starr finished 12th and fourth yeah good uh finishes there what a burger car out there yeah so looking at the standings austin Cindric has lost the points lead for the first time this season he's now 17 points behind uh aj allmendinger jeb burton moves ahead of noah gregson for seventh place Jeremy Clement's still in 10th. He's now 72 points ahead of the cutoff, but just four points ahead of Riley Herbst, who's in 11th. And Herbst is in that last spot, 68 points ahead of Michael Annette. Yeah, we'll talk about it more on Friday, but it just two months ago, Annette was looking like a shoe-in. He got the injury. And I looked up the rules, and they could re- – like it still baffles me at the one race, the one road race, it was either Indy or Watkins Glen, that they didn't start him in the race and have him come out of the car after the first lap. Like they just left like at least 10, 15 points on the table, but it must've been hurt that bad. Yeah. So we, uh, we got Ryan Sieg and Brandon Brown are both over a hundred points behind. uh, So they're going to, need to get a win in the last three races we are headed to like just three blue bloods of nascar racing darlington richmond and bristol so it should be fun to watch yeah i'm looking forward to those three but now saturday night we weren't able to watch it the cup race did it even happen did it like, like <laughs> now, well, now we've done our best we've looked everywhere you could find extended highlights i've pieced together twitter footage so we're doing, we were going to get a friend of the program, Luke Hill, on, but he's uh, he's locked in meetings all day because he's a grinder. Um, so we're going to do the best we can to help you guys out. Just NBC, you know what, up your butt with a coconut. And NASCAR, like how do you not have it worked out where even if they want to show, show some schlep football game, we can still have access the next day. Yeah. Like the fact that it can't get thrown up on YouTube and say, hey, these schleps were forced to watch some shitty preseason football game. I think we need to run this up the ladder to Jennifer Knopel. I, I will look into it. Well, and it falls on NBC because they got to know this is the time of the year with those stupid exhibition games. There's other yeah. time. Like I look, Tennessee had an exhibition game that night. Theirs was on ABC. But Washington had it, and it was shown it was going to be on their local NBC. So I don't know if Washington got, like, city, like, crime-ridden uh, city of Washington, not 
uh, crime-ridden state of Washington. So, all right, let's get into the race on stage one. Kyle Larson, Kevin Harvick, Austin Dillon, and Denny Hamlin are playing hot potato with the lead on the first 20 laps. Chase Elliott jumps out just prior, prior to the competition caution, which comes out uh, on lap 22. And then we get some excitement as Michael McDowell blows his engine on lap 23. His night is done. Yeah, I'm going to believe that happened. I never got to see it. But, yeah, you know, his favorite track. Um, and, yeah, sad. So then uh, on the restart, Chase Elliott's in the lead. But then on lap 39, we start to see he has a large piece of debris on his grill. He's starting to overheat. Temperatures were getting up. Uh, was it 260? 260, 270, yeah. whatever it takes. So it's starting to overheat. So he has to drop off the lead to get rid of the debris. He's able to do that. But that puts Joey Logano out in front on lap 41. And then Logano and Elliott are fighting to the ends of the stage. Uh, but uh, Chase Elliott is able to pass him as Legano on the inside lane drops back. So Chase Elliott wins the stage, followed by Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Ross Chastain, and Martin Truex Jr. Yeah, four regulars and a uh, four guys already in and a guy trying to bust up the party out front there. Yeah, and that's Ross Chastain. Uh, stage two, Corey LaJoy leads the first lap in the stage, but then it's Truex uh, for 12 laps and then Christopher Bell for seven and then on lap 78, we see the accordion effect uh, come into play as Eric Almarola and Alex Bowman are in, a, in an accident after uh, some guys were bumping into each other after Tyler Reddick let off on the gas and everybody had to check up. Those two were unable to get clear. Yeah, it's just amazing. Reddick was like nine cars ahead of those guys. Yeah, and you they weren't even in the picture on the extended highlight oh, no, yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, they just, you see the one guy break and then you see boop, boop, boop. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good reenactment yeah well that's why you know they're like people are always like oh i'm gonna sit back and i'm gonna stay out of the shit well yeah. no that's what happens when you stay back it yeah. comes for you it's like the final destination it'll find you if it was yeah. meant to be it was meant to be <laughs> so then we uh restart with six to go logano gets a push from Corey lajoy or sorry lap 82 we restart Logano gets a push from LaJoy, and then with six to go, Ryan Blaney passes Logano but can't clear. Uh, they duel for three more laps before Logano is able to cut them off and get down on the bottom lane. Logano ends up winning the stage, followed by Austin Dillon, William Byron, Tyler Reddick, and Kyle Larson. Yeah, you're right there you got, what do you got? You got three guys locked in, two trying to bust up the party. So looks like they're, although Reddick really wouldn't have been busting the party up because he would have got in on points. But yeah, it looks like it uh, could be some uh, party busting. And it's funny because they're all excited at the end of the stage. They're like, Austin Dillon got nine huge points. But then they didn't mention Reddick got seven. He was yeah. So then he uh, needed Reddick to crash. He... So we get to the final stage, and there's lead changes about every other lap to start, which is pretty exciting. Kevin Harvick, Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, Denny Hamlin, Ross Chastain, and Bubba Wallace among those that lead. And then this was pretty interesting. I wonder if they went over the radio and said, plan, plan, plan. But uh, on lap 124, every single Ford uh, comes into pit and they just get fuel only. Yeah. And then uh, now I don't know if there was a plan, plan, plan for this one, but Rick Ware Racing has a three-way accident. Rarely do you see an accident with three cars all by the same owner. 
but poor Rick Ware, who had a pretty good weekend. You know, Josh Balicki, I'm going to spoil alert, he finished top 10. Yeah. But his other three cars ran into each other on lap 140. Joey well, and it was funny because watching the extended highlights on YouTube, not on NBC, uh, they it kind of took them a while to realize that it was Rick Ware's, all three of Rick oh, yeah. Ware's cars. They shot it on like, names. Yeah. yeah. The first name they saw, they're like Smithley. And then they're like, there's Joey Gase. And then uh, you can imagine Mike Joy going, oh, Cody Ware. (laughs) Yeah. It was a rough day for them. But as you mentioned, Josh Balicki getting a top 10 finish during that caution, the Toyotas and Chevy's pit. I believe they pit. I never actually saw it. Yeah. So they're putting the Fords out in front and lap 144 restart. Logano gets help from Blaney to take the lead. And then on lap 146, Justine lifts, causing Truex to bludgeon William Byron up against the wall. Uh, Tyler Reddick and Landon Castle are all involved. And this is where we're like, okay, maybe this is the big one, but it's not. But Reddick is fortunate um, to be able to continue. Yeah, his pit crew did some good work to get him out front because Austin Dillon's hunting down that last playoff spot. And they got him. The, what, they don't call it duct tape. Bear bond? Yeah, bear bond. They bear bonded the shit out of the thing, got it back up. So, uh, lap 150 restart, Logano gets a push from Blaney again, and then Elliott takes the lead a little bit later on lap 156. Logano blows a tire, goes into the wall. No yellow. No yellow. I was surprised by that because there was a lot of cars, and it looked like the big one might happen there. But, yeah, no yellow. Okay, lap 157, this this is where it gets crazy. Hamlin gives Maddie D a huge push. He's got so much momentum going. Looks like he's going to pass Elliot, but Elliot does the double deke uh, block and then eventually runs poor Maddie D and, and, and Wood Brothers 100th win chances and the ensuing ice cream cake into the wall. You can just see the ice cream cake smashed into the wall. He takes out Christopher Bell. He takes out Brad Kozlowski, he takes out, he wrecks Recky Stenhouse Jr. He takes out Kyle Bush. Kyle Bush takes out poor Kazgrala, who's, yeah. you know, he's just trying to pit. Yeah. Well, did you see Kazgrala had to leave on crutches too? Yeah. He injured yeah. his foot. So Kazgrala was like going, like, so Kyle Bush, they're coming in off turn four and he like goes into the inside wall near Pitt Road. And why he tried to like get back out on the track, I don't know. But yeah. then is just trying to go through Pitt Road because he's, you can do that and then just, you know, not have to deal yeah. with the shit that's on the track. And then Kaz just T-bones him. But so we get an overtime restart. Chris Busher chooses the outside. Ryan Blaney chooses the inside. Top six has six cards that can sneak into the playoffs with a win. This would have been so exciting if we were able to watch this live. So Busher's in first. Dylan's third. Corey LaJoy fourth. Dross Chastain fifth. Daniel Suarez eighth. And Bubba Wallace ninth. Uh, the inside lane works with Blaney out front with a push from Corey LaJoy. And then we get a real big one. As on the last lap, Harvick gets a big run from third, but LaJoy slows his momentum and he can't get past Blaney. And LaJoy is sh- uh, shuffled back. Yeah. And then and, uh, going down the back stretch, the real big one occurs. And this happens in a fight for second through fourth. Uh, Kurt Bush ends up hooking Suarez and then he gets. Somehow they managed to get in the Harvick, who's in front of them. Harvick's in second. Uh, 
Suarez is in third, Bush hooks Suarez, all three of them are out. Just mass of humanity and carnage as Blaney is just out front. He's being chased by Chris, uh, DQ, Busher, and, uh, and I don't know if you saw the video, uh, Bubba Wallace threads the needle like in the movie Days of Thunder. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. Emmett no. Smith has. But uh, yeah, so Bubba's looks like he's going to be third. He ends up getting second. Um, but Blaney, back-to-back wins. The, a couple weeks ago, people were like, oh, Blaney sucks. No, <laughs> he doesn't. I'm almost on Team Blaney. I'm a Trucks fan from back in the day, but my dad really likes Lou Blaney because he's from Ohio, uh, around the uh, neck of the woods where my uh, father grew up. And so he is a big Dave Blaney fan. I might become a big Ryan Blaney fan, keep it in the family. Dixon Blaney's united. Yeah. All right. Uh, so you did mention Chris Busher was later DQ'd. Um, he was disqualified for a track bar mounting assembly. Yeah. I, I saw some posts, like people thought it could have happened because of some of the like in the very last lap he was on the apron and it might have happened then but they're like dude the only reason it happened is because you cut it as close as you could if you were a little safer that wouldn't have hey man they're just trying to get in the playoffs i don't blame them so the cool thing about this race 45 lean changes among 15 different guys ryan blaney gets the win bubba wallace second ryan newman third who you had as your long shot that was a nice pick Ryan Priest fourth, Tyler Reddick fifth, Justin Haley sixth, Alex Bowman seventh, Chase Elliott eighth, uh, BJ McLeod ninth, and Josh Balicki in tenth. Yeah, great finishes for uh, McLeod and Balicki. And then I saw a post somewhere, Ryan Priest, only driver to finish in the top 10 at all three of the Daytona races this year, counting the road course race. And yeah, so a little bit of news for that guy. The poor guy's been driving all year without a charter, you know. He yeah. could get bumped from a race, and like if ninety cars decided to, he could get bumped for a race. And yeah. he's like, "Fuck it, I'm driving without a charter. I don't need no charter." So the uh, big news is Tyler Reddick locked up the final playoff uh, spot. He scored thirty nine points with his fifth place finish uh, and fourth place finish in stage two. Austin Dillon just managed to get thirty four points, um, so that gives Reddick the last spot by a thirty point margin. As we look at the playoff standings, Kyle Larson has a huge lead. With 52 playoff points, uh, really only multiple disasters would keep him out of the final four. Uh, Ryan Blaney and Martin Truex each have 24 points. Kyle Busch with 22. Chase Elliott with 21 to round out the top five. Yeah, and then you have uh, Bowman in six with 15. Denny Hamlin also has 15, but uh, he's in seventh despite finishing second in the regular season points. He's seventh because he loses the tiebreakers, no wins this year. Uh, William Byron in eighth with 14 points. Joey Logano in ninth with 13. And then uh, Brad Keselowski and Kurt Busch each have eight points, followed by a trio of drivers with five points. And that includes Christopher Bell, Michael McDowell, and Eric Amarola. Um, The last driver in, Tyler Reddick, is actually 15th with three stage wins for three points. And I tried asking a friend of the program, Brandon Lee, how Kevin Harvick has two playoff points, but he wasn't sure. He didn't have any stage win, but he starts out with two playoff points. Yeah, I've looked everywhere. Like, I've tried to find if there's some hidden um, – I don't know if you saw the Tom Hanks movie with the uh, Angels and Demons or whatever. I don't know if there was some sort of secret code for getting points to people. Yeah. 
But yeah, there's nowhere where I see he should have two points, but he has two points. So the uh, first round of playoffs, we will have 16 drivers before they drop down to 12. It will be Darlington, Richmond, and Bristol, uh, just like the Xfinity series. No gimmick races here. And I've checked all the exhibition games are over. So unless they want to drop some sort of effing uh, presidential debate on us or something, we should be able to watch all these races. So we'll be good. We'll be back on Friday to preview Darlington. We got the first playoff races for, or no, second playoff race for trucks. First for cup. Xfinity, I believe, has three more uh, races left to go. Uh, we appreciate you guys for listening. We hope we did a good job despite NBC not allowing us to watch the race. We hope you follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find us on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Make sure to subscribe. Appreciate yeah, you guys for listening. If you have any free time, you know, write KAGs in uh, <laughs> Brian College Station. Ask them why the NASCAR race wasn't on. So next year we avoid this. So if everyone just bombard them, uh, maybe we'll get the email link and put it on Twitter uh, just so, you know, this doesn't happen again. Yep. M-U-K eggs. Well, we appreciate you guys for listening. We'll be back on Friday. See ya. I grew up in Texas where football was my game Until that racing fever started burning in my brain Started running many stops when I was 13 short track championship when I was just 16. I met a man named Harry Hyde and he built a car for me. Sponsored by Granddaddy Hillen's Drilling Company. We ran in five Grand Nationals when I was 17. My Talladega finish was the start of my big dream. Thank you for the ride. given me the brakes I must admit she smiled a bit but it's me that runs the race now you can't be a champion due to luck or circumstance I'll do the best I can for those who've given me the chance thank you for the ride Harry High and now I've got some other